Welcome to Global Maritime News, the podcast, bringing you the most impactful news reports and analysis across the global shipping and supply chain industry over the past half week. I'm Levine, your host, and as of Sunday, 16th January, 5 p.m. Singapore time, these are our major stories. Maersk has reported that its 2021 earnings will exceed forecasts by $1.2 billion. Their preliminary unaudited financial results for Q4 of 2021 are well ahead of expectations, and this has prompted the Danish shipping giant to increase its forecast for the full year. Simpson Spence Young, the world's largest independent shipbroker, has taken over anchor shipbroking. Japan's Nippon Yusen Kaisha NYK, has sealed the deal for four LNG-fueled cape-sized bulk carrier new builds. To be built at shipyards in Japan and China, these eco-friendly bulkers are to help the company meet their environmental goals. And also in the podcast, the threat of Omicron threatens the very heart of the global supply chain machine in China, as outbreaks have emerged in several cities and are dispersed across provinces. Maersk has also brought forward net-zero targets by a decade. This ambitious environmental timetable to become a climate-neutral company by 2040 covers both direct and indirect emissions across Maersk's entire business. And later in the podcast, as tennis star Novak Djokovic battles to stay in Australia over his vaccination status, we take a look at some vaccine-related stories impacting the global shipping and supply chain industry elsewhere around the world. Showing the exceptional strength of the container shipping industry, Maersk has reported that its 2021 earnings will exceed forecasts by $1 to $2 billion. Their preliminary unaudited financial results for Q4 of 2021 are well ahead of expectations, and this has prompted the Danish shipping giant to increase its forecast for the full year. Maersk, which was already on track for record profits, increased its profit forecast by nearly 5% and free cash flow from operations by more than 13%. With all major container carriers reporting strong financial performances, Maersk's increased performance forecasts reaffirms the strength of the container industry. Drury experts predict that the industry will earn $190 billion in operational profit in 2021, with the hope that the industry's strength will continue to drive financial gains in 2022. An interesting analysis of the container industry by the Washington Post highlighted that profits made by shipping lines in 2021 would exceed the combined earnings of technology titans, Apple, and Microsoft, a true testament to the shipping sector's market. Another day, another acquisition. This time, Simpson Spence Young, the world's largest independent shipbroker, has taken over anchor shipbroking. Based in Piraeus, Greece, Anchor Shipbroking specializes in sale and purchase business in the second-hand market, new buildings and recycling, as well as research and valuations with clients around the world. Describing the reasoning behind SSY's acquisition of Anchor, Mark Richardson, chairman of SSY, explained that Anchor's expertise will contribute to strengthening the group's sale and purchase offerings while developing new markets. As Greece's market is a crucial part of SSY's sale and purchase activities, Anchor will become an invaluable addition to SSY and help them provide a more dynamic service to clients across various sectors. 
In other news, Japan's Nippon Yusen Kaisha NYK has sealed the deal for four LNG-fueled capesized bulk carrier new buildings. To be built at shipyards in Japan and China, these eco-friendly bulkers are to help the company meet their environmental goals. Described as doing things step-by-step, NYK plans to make further investments later on in LNG-fueled vessels until it is ready to order more environmentally friendly zero-emission ammonia and hydrogen-fueled ships. NYK also said it could expect a 40% cut in greenhouse gas emissions by using LNG as the main fuel, as well as a 100% reduction in sulfur oxide emissions and an 85% reduction in nitrogen oxide emissions. Just last year, NYK ordered a 210,000 deadweight tonnage LNG-fueled bulker at Nihon Shipyard under a long-term charter with JFE Steel. Relatedly, Japanese companies K-Line and Mitsui OSK Lines have also placed orders for LNG-fueled bulkers in Japan. Over in the LNG shipbuilding sector, the European Commission has blocked Hyundai Heavy Industry Holdings' acquisition of Daewoo Shipbuilding and Marine Engineering under EU merger regulations. The regulator said that it was the 10th merger it had blocked in the past 10 years out of the 3,000 it assessed. Explaining the reasoning behind their opposition to the proposed merger, the EC said the merged company would have a dominant position in large LNG carrier construction, thus leaving fewer large LNG carrier builders and reducing competition in the worldwide market. Supply chain woes may be here to stay, as the threat of Omicron threatens the very heart of the global supply chain machine, China. Until now, China has been able to meet global consumer demand, but that may be about to change as Omicron spreads across the country. The rolling seven-day COVID case numbers, a key indicator of COVID cases, have been above 1,000 since December 27th. Though this may seem small relative to any other country, it represents the highest load in China since the middle of March 2020. Outbreaks have emerged in several cities and are dispersed across provinces. This makes it tough to manage because it requires a breakaway from China's standard COVID strategy, which was complete lockdowns and closures. But with new variants, especially the faster-spreading Omicron, this tactic has not worked well. Authorities are taking a local approach to manage the changing nature of the virus, and as such, China watchers can no longer just assume complete lockdowns will take place and plan for short-term disruptions over defined periods. With a less clear COVID containment strategy in place, it will be more difficult to predict the impact on factories and migrant workers. And now that COVID is dispersed across regions, prioritizing supply chains and keeping production lines running is more difficult than before. Earlier this week, Tianjin was forced into greater lockdown as COVID-19 cases spread to Shanghai and Dalian. While Tianjin port continues to function, the pickup of import containers has been suspended, gate hours reduced, and a restriction put in place on truck deliveries. This risks disruption to the supply chain. In other news, Maersk brought forward net zero targets by a decade earlier this week. This ambitious environmental timetable to become a climate-neutral company by 2040 covers both direct and indirect emissions across Maersk's entire business. Along with this newly declared ambition, the Danish shipping company also unveiled a set of interim, medium-term emission targets for 2030 that include cutting the greenhouse gas emission intensity off its ocean-going fleet by half from 2020 levels. 
Soren Skow, CEO of AP Muller Maersk, reasoned that being a global provider of end-to-end logistics services across all transport modes is of strategic imperative for Maersk to extend their net zero ambition to the total footprint of the business. Skow further stated that the science is clear and that Maersk must act now to deliver significant progress in this decade, saying, These very ambitious targets mark Maersk's commitment to society and to the many customers who call for net-zero supply chains. In other news, as the tennis star Novak Djokovic's vaccine controversy remains a hot topic ahead of this year's Australian Open, let's look at some vaccine-related stories that are impacting the global shipping and supply chains. Earlier this week, Canada dropped the vaccine mandate for its truckers after pressure from the industry. They have now allowed Canadian truckers to cross in from the United States, reversing an earlier decision requiring all truckers to be inoculated against the coronavirus. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau had faced pressure from the main opposition party and trucking lobby to drop the vaccine mandate for truckers, due to come to force on Saturday, saying it could result in driver shortages, disruption of trade, and driving up inflation. As such, the decision was taken to ensure smooth supply chains and ensure continuous delivery of goods into Canada. Over in Ghana, the authorities have moved to fine vessels with unvaccinated crew. In an alert, guards said its local correspondents in Ghana, sharing him P&I services, advised that Ghana Port Health Service would impose a $3,500 fine on any vessel with unvaccinated seafarers or passengers arriving in the country. At the time of recording, it was unclear if the $3,500 fine applied to the vessel as a whole or for each individual unvaccinated crew member or passenger. The club recommended having crew vaccinated with any World Health Organization-approved vaccine, all of which will be accepted by Ghanaian officials if a vessel was to be calling Ghana. Many international seafarers are still unvaccinated as a result of slow vaccination rollouts in their home countries and difficulties in obtaining vaccinations for shipboard crew in many parts of the world. Neptune Crew Change Indicator reported that 59.8% of seafarers have been vaccinated, though industry-wide figures could be lower. In time for some positive news, the International Maritime Bureau, IMB, reported that global piracy reached a 28-year low in 2021 since 1994. According to the newly released annual report of the ICC-IMB, the drop in incidents can be attributed to vigorous action taken by relevant authorities to bring reports down to a 28-year low. The IMB organization, which was founded in 1991 to be a single point of contact to report all crimes of maritime piracy and armed robbery, has continued to urge caution due to the inherent risk from piracy and armed robbery. Furthermore, the report found that the Gulf of Guinea remains the world's piracy hotspot despite a regional decrease. As such, the IMB Piracy Reporting Center warned that there is no space for complacency as the threat to seafarers remain high. This was demonstrated by the kidnapping of six crew members from a container ship in mid-December. And just before we go, Singapore has been crowned the top maritime city once again. The tropical island state retained its number one spot overall with Rotterdam and London following suit. In the 2022 edition of the Leading Maritime Cities report compiled by Classification Society, DNV, and Menon Economics.
Though Singapore retained the top slot overall with strengths in its attractiveness, competitiveness, and technology, it lost some ground to Athens and Shanghai in terms of shipping and ports as well as logistics. And that is all for now. If you want to comment on this podcast and the topics that we've covered, you can send us an email. The address is as usual, maritimenewspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Global Maritime News. I'm Levine Tan, and until next time, goodbye.